0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to Happy Hour Hoops After Dark. A little late night recording for probably the first time in a while, maybe the first time ever this late. The boys are recording it's late. It's not that Thursday. late for I'm me. See, ready this for the is to play in tomorrow. Breaking Central Times, the goat buddy It's only oh, eight true. o'clock. I'm chilling. Yes. Yes, I, that, that just made me sound like an absolute <laughs> weenie, but. <laughs> it's, it's semi-late it's wake semi-late. up Dunny.
1: come
2: on <laughs> get a celsius or something What's yeah, the crust those celsius hey, are fire boys they're pretty know, good some yeah prime let's get, energy i don't know whatever you're whatever's gonna sponsor us
3: let's get a let's point. get a sponsor
2: yeah steve um, you know what, any, any energy drink shout outs
3: got anything oh, oh. You, know, you know you know me i'm an h2o guy i'm an h2o, I'm an H2O. no three oh, ads i hey? prefer, Number I one, prefer one, the, the h2o one, Bobby this, Boucher, yeah, Boucher over two. here. Yeah, well, it's too wet. got to get a little water in you. Sometimes you got to get hydrated, Bobby right? got to stay Boucher
0: hydrated. It is, it is happy hour hoop, so you guys know I came with cool. oh, I got a land shark lager. Of course. Funny story, my
2: uncle, my uncle, uh, former college basketball player himself, funny enough, actually, with our guy, Stan Van Gundy. Look it up, LeMoyne University, LeMoyne College. A little shout-out, I'll give him a shout-out. But uh, we had Easter Sunday back home. And sorry, not big old Stan, Jeff. Ball Jeff, not Stan. Gotcha. Um did an Easter egg hunt, just wanted to get rid of all the beer in his fridge, so just hid beer around the around the house, around oh, the yard. Hell yeah. And That's a good so hunt. We got some beers. Nice. Shout, Shout out, out, happy Easter, <laughs> happy Passover,
0: whatever. We got hoops. happy, happy playing, dude, because yeah. we have games. That is tomorrow the real night. holiday. That's true. Yeah, we're we're recording Thursday night here. We have games tomorrow night. We had games last night, and the plan hasn't disappointed so far. Um, we'll, we'll start. We're gonna preview the Friday night games to start, and then we'll we'll, we'll kind of get no news and notes tonight. We'll preview the the games for tomorrow night, and then we'll just look ahead to the West and East playoff matchups that are already set up. And yeah, let's just let's get into Bulls Heat preview because as we know. The Bulls won a pretty crazy game against the yeah. Toronto Raptors. Best Down game in the 9- playoffs, oh, I, I mean, think. What so. a game! I enjoyed that one the most for sure. Down nineteen, I believe, at one yep. point. Demar Derozan's daughter screaming at the top of her what lungs.
2: Incredible!
0: Just making the Raptors players miss miss shots left and right. Um, I saw – I know Big Cat had the stat on the Yak today from Barstool Sports, but I can't remember. He said he got it from somewhere when they were recording PMT. So, I'm sorry for who originally had the stat. But in an elimination basketball game, so, like, any brink of elimination in the playoffs, play-in game, any elimination game, that's the worst free throw percentage by a team since the 60s. It's and crazy. the, the that's what the Toronto Raptors did. They missed 18 free throws. Um, Chicago Bulls, crazy comeback. Zach Levine, Pat Bev, DeMar DeRozan all made huge plays down the stretch. Uh, Patrick Williams playing some great defense. And Toronto was sent home, and Chicago is moving on to play Miami. What, what were you guys' just initial thoughts when the game ended? I, I was impressed by Chicago, honestly.
3: Yeah. I, I was impressed by Chicago. Um, the first thing that was crazy, Dunny, is I didn't realize how bad Toronto was shooting from the free throw line until the end of the game.
1: And everyone's
3: yeah. going to talk about Tamar's yeah. daughter and everything, and they're talking about Toronto going <laughs> to make their freebies. Zach Levine willed the Bulls to this win. And this was something we had talked about in the previous episode. Where yeah. like, Levine has been playing so good in the second half of this year, post-All-Star break. He's really taking over as the guy over Demar. where last year was Demar was 1A, he was 1B. This year, it looks like those roles have been flopped where Levine's 1A, DeMar's 1B. And Zach Levine took over this game. And, yes, the box score will show you one thing. It will show you how he shot. It will show you at 39 points, whatever. That doesn't matter to me. It was the types of looks that Zach Levine was making. You, you, you look at the uh, the start of this game. And I, I think this guy's still one of the most underrated players in basketball. Pascal Siakam was getting pretty much whatever he wanted Dude, against the Chicago Bulls. Awesome.
2: He was awesome.
3: Mid-range, driving to the lane, shooting it from the outside, or just facilitating. Pascal Siakam was getting whatever he wanted. I don't the think Bulls he missed a mid-range. No I don't either. I, and, and it was, it was a mid-range. If he stepped back a little bit, it was if he did the turnaround. Mid- he was not missing. And shooting over the smaller guys, like it, everything. Zach Levine started this game kind of cold if you remember the first yeah. quarter he had a couple easy layups there but nothing was really falling for him from outside he had a couple really stupid turnovers there's one play just stepped out of bounds he had a travel he had a bad pass it's like and I was like worried I was like oh boy here we go the bulls again they just they can't find a guy to step up in these big moments for him Zach Levine and that third quarter is doing in the first half. He got whatever he wanted, whether he was driving, whether he was taking those tough pull-up mid-range jumpers with a guy in his face if he was shooting from the outside. And he did it with Toronto's best defenders on him for pretty Mm -hmm. much the entirety of the second half. Anobi was guarding him. Scotty Barnes was guarding him. It did not matter. Zach Levine was incredible. You got. I got to give a shout-out to Zach Levine. He stepped up as a true superstar in the second half of that game, and he really willed the Bulls back because yep. you could tell. He kind of took the life out of that building. Yes, DeMar's daughter was hilarious or whatnot at the free-throw line, but when the Bulls really needed some offense, they were just relying on Zach Levine in that third quarter, start of the fourth, and he delivered. And not only was it his scoring as well, Zach Levine was setting his teammates up too, whether it was the initial assist from him or just passing guys to get him open. The one pass I remember when DeMars cut into the lane, and he got the dunk to eventually take the lead. I mean, a great, just a great no look pass there by Levine. I was super impressed. And it was one thing I didn't know if we'd see carryover from the regular season to the playoffs. Dude, I mean, he looked like a superstar. And this is the Zach Levine that we've been saying, we've been seeing this entire second half of the year. And it really showed up when it mattered most.
0: Yeah, it was
2: incredible last night. I mean, yeah, just – and and it felt like – I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you thought they were dead in the water there in the second half, but the way they've been playing this whole run, especially since Beverly joined and the defense has really been cranked up and everything, I it just felt like that game was going to get close at some point. And for whatever reason, Toronto being so tight, and I think something that I didn't really think about and honestly what made me worry about – the bulls going into that game. Cause Michael Wilbon, I think said before the game, they were talking a little bit before and he was like, you know, there was all the rumors about them blowing it up. I think this is going to be the last run. And I don't think they're going to be able to pull it together. And I was like, that's interesting. Cause Wilbon's obviously a bulls fan from Chicago. Like if he has that vibe, like maybe I'm reading it wrong. And they're like, this is just all fool's gold and everything else. But the Raptors are kind of the same deal too. Like we know the Raptors are going to be different next year. No matter out of this, yeah. Too. Yeah. And they look like the team that just gave up. Like they looked like the team that couldn't come together in the moment of adversity, missing free throws, you know, casual mistakes, letting the bulls back into that game. And the bulls looked like the team that didn't want to die and wanted to fight and stay together, which yeah. was interesting because I didn't think about it from the Raptors perspective like that either.
0: I will say too, and you know you you can put the blame on Pascal if you want because he had those three free throws to tie and he missed two of them at the end. You can't but,
3: blame him though with the game he played. Well, yeah. that's what I'm
0: going to say. Pascal got no help yeah. all game. So like sure. if if out like outside looking in, if people want to put the blame on him for those free throws, I don't think that's fair because he literally was the reason they had the huge lead in the first half, and he was the reason they were still fighting in the second half. No one was helping him. I mean, Van Fleet would bail him out with like a few crazy shots. Obviously, I was gonna say, you gotta give the Van half.
3: Fleet credit because he was a monster on the boards, too. And he's so, so yeah, undersized. Van, Van Fleet, Fleet played a hell of a game. I, you can't, can't discredit yeah. that. That shot at, he,
2: at the end of the half, just was sick. Yeah, that was sick. crazy, dude.
3: <laughs>
0: but it just seemed like if, if they weren't able to get like down the stretch when the Bulls were thriving and they were chipping away at that lead if they couldn't get it to Pascal and he couldn't get his shot, they just mm-hmm. had no offense. And it was like, and they were settling for like OG and an OB contested threes. They were settling for Scotty contested threes on some possessions, which is like, you'll, you'll let those guys shoot. Those guys can both play, but the way the game was going, you had to play through Pascal and it just didn't seem like they were getting enough from everyone else. And I think this, the size of Patrick Williams and Vooch ended up being an issue for them. Like Pirtle, is big but we talked about this i think earlier this week the raptors don't have great size after right. pascal yep. and pascal doesn't play big that that's that's been yep. his one weakness always yep. if he gets someone who's willing to challenge him size-wise he kind of shuts down obviously he didn't shut down last night but the size of the raptors in general was an issue um and it's and it's the Bulls, gone. the Bulls comeback was all in
2: the paint. It was like, yeah, like it was, it wasn't outside they shots. Started wasn't attacking like, the rim. They just went at the rim yeah. and the Raptors couldn't do anything. It was either you're going to the line or we're just going to eat. And that was, I mean, Levine as much as anybody else, but yeah, like, like you're saying there was no answer right. in inside. And once the Bulls figured that out, like that's what you get in these playoff scenarios. They're just going to go after it and it's going to be the best guys going after it over and over again. And you have to come up with an answer at some point. And,
1: and you know what, what, Raptors true. fans, they got
2: bailed out even at the end, too. They like, did. They choked they did. And, they still, and they still had Yeah, that was not a shooting foul.
0: No, it
3: was not a shooting foul at all. That was an outrageous call to be a shooting foul. Especially but, they
0: overturned it, too, to a shooting foul, which is crazy. Which is
3: even crazier. But I think the biggest thing, too, and, and this is kind of what I, we've been saying has been the biggest, I guess, weakness or kind of what we – why we don't always buy into the Raptors. They just don't have depth. They just don't have enough depth. Like, I get it. Like, Pascal, I thought, played a great game. I thought Fred Van Vliet was incredible, just everything he could do. Yeah, he's got a little cold shooting towards the end, but he was making some big-time shots. And Scottie Barnes, you know – Scotty was fine. OG was fine. Like they were okay. But awful. these guys were all on the court for 40 to 42 minutes last night. Gary Trent is the only guy who came off their bench with double-digit minutes. And they have they just awful. didn't have any answer for the Bulls run because their guys were gassed. They were so fatigued at the end of this game. And I talk about it all the time in the in the playoffs. You gotta have some form of depth. That's why the teams that can get these other guards and get these other forwards and just to give their stars a little bit of rest before the fourth. That's what matters the most. You saw Zach Levine stepped out for about five minutes in that second half for a little bit. And it really helped when he came back on the court, like the bulls did a really good job of kind of staggering DeRozan and Levine a little bit when they needed to for the runs. And meanwhile, the Raptors couldn't take one of their guys off cuz the moment they did the Bulls would go on a run. I think they tried to take Pascal out for like 2 minutes. There's a 9-0 run yeah, for the Bulls. Was, yeah. yeah. I just, In like 2 minutes. Crazy. Like that's what you, I mean, just, that you just you just didn't do generate
0: that. anything outside of Pascal. Exactly. That's, and that's the uh the next thing we need from Scotty Barnes for sure. I
3: think Scotty's really got to develop his outside shot. I think it was 27% (laughs) from three this year. He did hit a three in this game, but it's just not really a threat out there, and when you're not really a threat out there, you can't really stretch the defense, and when the Bulls, who've been playing such good defense since the break, since the Pat Beverly trade, you have to at least try to stretch them a little bit, and the reason I think we saw the big Bulls come back, the Raptors were just getting bailed out by Van Vliet crazy threes in the first half. They're not a great shooting team. They've never been a great outside shooting team. Van Vliet kind of bails him out a little bit. In the second half, he comes back down to earth. They don't really have any outside shooting, and it's like, all right, it's either Siakam's going to just make these outrageous mid-ranges, or we have no offense. for a while. Exactly. (laughs) And you saw the flip-flop, I think. In the first half, you saw the Bulls play. A lot of guys standing around felt like ISO ball, where they'd have one guy come off a screen, pass it to Lavina DeRozan, whoever came off the screen, and then they're just playing ISO. In the second half, it was way the too Bulls much to completely Rosen on it. And they're like, We're just gonna attack the we're just gonna attack the rim. We're not gonna yeah. try to play this street ball. You know, when the Raptors in the second half were like, All right, we're gonna give it to Pascal and it's gonna go through him and we're just gonna see what happens. And the Bulls were like, Okay, we know you won't continue shooting like that. We're gonna leave these guys open and make Pascal make a play. And You just saw that when the Bulls had the momentum, the the Raptors just had no answers because they just couldn't get any help and their stars were fatigued. Well, and
2: going to tomorrow's game about Miami, we haven't touched on Miami yet at all. They, their biggest issue, Atlanta moving on. We'll talk about Atlanta a little bit when we talk about their upcoming series with Dunnies, Boston (laughs) Celtics, but Miami their offense just was non-existent for four no quarters. Basically, for little spurts here and there mm-hmm. to kind of keep them back in the game, they got it back within four and three and get within a couple of possessions and everything else. But Atlanta controlled that game the whole way. And really, you looked at the tail of the tape before the game. It was like, well, we think Miami's defense – we think that Miami's defense can turn up, right? Like that's what we all assumed. Miami's even just going to turn up and Atlanta's not going to have any answers. And what did Atlanta do? Had all the answers. They were yeah, they were yeah, everybody yeah. was fucking cooking on that team. Their whole roster, and that's what Atlanta is at their best. They have like six or seven guys that can really be lethal scorers yes. on the right night when things are working. And we know that Quinn Snyder's offense is lethal. He had one of the, he had one of the best offenses in the NBA, if not, I think statistically, one year the best offense in the NBA with Rudy Gobert on the team. That's oh, a that's a that is a that is amazing by work impressive. by Quinn. So they, they're a great offensive team, and they it was more than what the Miami could offer. But I don't think as much as Miami's defense is that their offense doesn't offer shit. so what I are they gonna do? And Miami didn't,
3: didn't look like they wanted it the craziest staff when from the that crowd game, wasn't there. Atlanta, like was oh. Atlanta out rebounded them by 24, they had 63 yeah. rebounds yeah. against the Miami Heat. It was like, and, and when you look at that, outside of Capella, I'm like, Miami should have their like advantage on the glass in this game. They were out-rebounded by 24. Miami just looked like they didn't want it. And I'll, I think when we'll t- touch on, you know, when we do predictions for the game coming up here, we'll get more into it. But there's no way Miami can play that bad again, right? I know they're Jimmy Butler, and off game for him. Bam, played terrible. But Butler guaranteed to no, win. Happen again. Does that happen? Again? i see it's and especially in Miami too. It's so hard for me. I, I want Chicago to win. I think Chicago looks they better be popping there. But it's, I, I well, there's they, no way Miami is like that again. They better
2: show up, bro. They were there was nobody there. They, you could see seats
3: like how It's a week. It's that? a weekday in Miami.
2: They got Friday so. night. It's Friday, Friday night. I yeah. go Chicago, Chicago's in town. Like, come on, like get that face packed, white hot, get a whiteout going. They need that atmosphere because Chicago now, like with confidence coming in, I don't think they're scared of Miami. I think the tougher game they think for them was probably last night. Now they're playing. I don't
0: think think they're scared of Miami, and like think about this too. Kyle Lowry was by far the best player for the Heat by far, and and when when was the last time we saw that? Like Kyle Lowry is not going to repeat that against the Chicago Bulls. So they better hope Jimmy shows up because otherwise they had zero off. If Lowry didn't play like that, he was literally hitting every single shot he took. I think he had 33 points. Yeah. If Kyle Lowry doesn't play like that, I mean, they get blown out by the Atlanta Hawks. And it was already a super lopsided game. Yeah. And as much as, you know, Steve, you brought up the rebounding thing for the Miami Heat. I don't think Chicago has great size up and down the lineup, but mm-hmm. Patrick Williams and Vucevic will bother the Miami Heat at some point in that game. Yeah. Bam. No, I, they, we've been, well, we've well, been saying it. Everyone else says it. Bam can't be a forward playing center for much longer if the Miami Heat, Heat wants great success. I think because it,
3: this has to be Bam's make it or break it game here. You have yeah. to believe it you have to you have no other options you match up so well against this guy this is where bam needs to be aggressive and take 20 plus shots he has to he has to
0: and patrick williams like he's not bad man He's you he's been to making plays and i think he's gonna bother the miami heat as well because kevin love gets in the game i'm taking patrick williams in that matchup rebounding and everything else considered like my, I mean, and Miami looked very off, too. Like, I, I think Struce will probably hit more shots next game. I think Hero Hero hit his open shots, but he didn't really get going as much as I thought he might in that game. But we'll see. Like, right now, just judging off, like, vibes of both teams and how they both played their first playing games, I lean Bulls right now. Uh, it, it's going to be hard to think that way once, like you mentioned, you guys mentioned, like once I see the Miami crowd – once I see the look in Jimmy's eyes, I'll probably change my mind. But going off the first two, these these teams' first games, I, I like the Bulls.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the Bulls look much more impressive in their playing game. To me, Dunny, though, it's just a matter of uh, Miami can't look worse. And I know when Miami's on their game, they match up well. They have the home court advantage. And another thing, too, which was crazy in the Hawks game, Miami, who usually plays a decent amount of guys off the bench, it was just Kyle Lowry and Martin. Kevin Love was a non-factor. Victor Oladipo was a non-factor. I think we at least see those guys maybe get a little more run against Chicago. Miami maybe tries to use their depth a little more. And one thing, when, when Jimmy Butler speaks his mind, if he guarantees a win, I'll go with Jimmy Butler there. I think the Bulls had a great emotional comeback win, but... The, I look at the matchups here, and the big one for me is Bam against Vucevic. There's no – Bam played terrible against the Hawks, but it was against Clint Capella. Who, what does Clint Capella do well? Play defense and get boards. It, yep. I mean, that's all Clint Capella can do, but he does it very, very well. What does Vucevic do well? Oh, it shoots a little bit, scores on offense. What does he do? But poorly? Any type of defense. And that's something Bam can't expose if Bam wants to play aggressive. So I that's where I lean Miami. I think we're going to see them kind of come back to earth a little bit where Jimmy Butler and Bam are going to play much better than yeah. they did. Yo,
2: know, the, the Bulls were like ignoring Vooch at like important times too. There was one time where I texted you guys I where that. DeRozan, DeRozan had Vooch open in the corner for so long. He just ignores him, dumps it down to Pat Williams. He misses it. They end up getting a shotgun violation, and Vooch just sadly hits the shot, like, after the buzzer. Like, he had just been sitting there in that set shot motion for so long. But there were so many times where they were just looking him off in the corner and everything else. So definitely something to monitor in this game going. Um, I thought the Bills were going to beat the Hawks, so I'm not too worried about picking them in this game. I'm still going to go with them just with the way Miami looked and just I'm ready to stomp out Miami, like – I'm ready to jump on there and like jump that. on that. Miss the playoffs, but I, like um, I could see, bam, Jimmy backs against the wall, just being like, "Nah, not we're not doing this not at home. Tonight. We're gonna we're doing That's this. Yeah, and
3: I hate it's it. Gonna hard. I it's gonna be It's gonna be an awesome. I off, it, but yeah, I hate
2: it. but here's the thing: is Chicago playing Milwaukee? We saw that story last year, guys. Mm, I didn't I like that. I, we sad. didn't like that story. Left, it was a short I left,
3: story. I
2: left a playoff game like in halfway through the fourth story. quarter. That's not good. That's not
3: good. <laughs> it's a really short story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anyone wants to see that again. Yeah, Even no, Chicago uh, fans. I think no. Chicago yeah. fans are like, hey, would you rather lose a tough game to the Heat if, or Pat, beat the Heat and get swept happens, by the Blow?" What happens like, if Kyle okay, we-
2: wins tomorrow night if he wins another play game?" Dude, hey, he's, he goes mean, he's playing Pat biggest Baff, he's part, undefeated. Biggest party tell you in what, Miami
1: ever, man. Pat
2: Baff versus Drew would be fun. That would be yeah. fun. Oh, now put him on Giannis. Fuck it.
3: Let's <laughs> No, because we That's saw what happened when they put him on Siakam for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. When they got that switch. Siakam's right just like, I'm eight him. inches taller than you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, so at this point we're we're laughing about Chicago going up against Milwaukee, so it's I had the question here, but you guys seem like you'd be fairly more confident in Miami going against Milwaukee. I'm not confident Chicago. in either,
3: but yeah, maybe Miami gets a game.
0: But I I think Miami... I
3: think Milwaukee cruises through either teams. Milwaukee is I, just I, a I better a version team. of the Heat the way they're built. Yeah. I got Bucks in 5 no matter what.
0: Uh, so, yes, I agree with that. I actually weirdly think Chicago matches up a little better, though. Than you, Miami? Yes. And a lot of it has to do with the size where I was talking about Patrick Williams and Vooch. I think Brooke Lopez is a problem for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. If Vooch actually plays big and can stretch Brooke out, because yeah. Vooch is a great outside shooter, if he can get him out of the paint, mm-hmm. you have wing players like DeRozan, And um, let me ask you this
2: this. is Levine just the best player, like available out of these, on these two teams to go after them. Like Levine more likely to take, to go at the box. Is he more likely to take over a game against Milwaukee than uh, Jimmy would be? Do you think?
0: Mm, I think, yeah, I I mean, he has, I think he has a deeper, bag. I think he has a deeper bag than Jimmy. I think Jimmy's a more proven winner. But at this point, it just like like we said, if we're going off the two games we've seen already, the Bulls look like they have more fight in them than Miami does, and I just think the the wing talent on offense of DeRozan and Levine could give some of the bench guys on the Bucks that we talked about a few weeks ago. I think it could give them fits. Like I think if guys like Connaughton, Ingles, Crowder, even Middleton try to keep up with DeRozan and Levine for a game. It could be tiring. Obviously, no, none of these teams have an answer for Giannis. And I agree with you guys. Like, it's probably only a five-game series. I just think the Bulls would fare a little better. And it sounds crazy because we, we saw the results last year. It did not fare well for them at all. No, not <laughs> at all. But <laughs> – They they as much as this is like almost the same team, they seem to play a little bit differently this year. Yeah. Um, I don't think it matters all that much. I just I want to see where you guys are at with that. I lean Bulls, but I mean we could very well see Miami Milwaukee 1-8 matchup and it be a sweep. We could see Bulls Milwaukee and it be a sweep. So yeah.
3: I think it's Milwaukee and Five at the most. Five at if the most. Either team. I As really a Cavs do. fan, I hope
0: they get pushed to
2: seven or something. That'd be yeah, great. me too, Jake. I, I, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool. That's I don't, see that. <laughs> That's
3: what I, don't I don't think my my Milwaukee okay. has problems against either team. I don't. I don't
0: think so. All right, so we'll we'll keep a lookout for that. Bulls heat should be interesting tomorrow night. Um the late game last night was very fun. The Thunder. Very fun. Beat the Pelicans, sent them home. Um, the, I mean, do let's get this out of the way. Do the Thunder have a big three without Chet Holmgren? Do they have a big three with Giddy Dort and SGA? Because they, <laughs> hey, dude, those three have big two and a three. half. I'll
3: go two and a half. Dort's okay. not, Dort's not a big three I yet. I can't give it to Dore Dore. either yet. But Dort is seven like, points five is like
2: thick Jr. Smith. That's what he is at this point. Like dude, dude he guards, he guards like the best player. Guards,
3: he guards well, he can shoot the outside. Other than that, he's a little limited offensively, but Dort's fun. And that's a, the biggest thing with the Thunder team. They're fun, dude. It's a fun Red, team. I, I have a I have
0: a new nickname for Dort. What is that? When he's hitting his outside shot, I'm, we're we're gonna start calling him Red Dort sight. <laughs> Red Dort sight. That's
1: awesome. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh Dort last night when he was at 14 points to score 25 in OKC to win was plus 600 and uh I put like $2 on that but it was still a nice it was still a nice $12 win there because that's a big win Dort, Dort big had 25 win. Dort had 25 at like two minutes into the third quarter like he was I know the fact cooking, he only ended with 27 is crazy <laughs> I know that's what they, I was like good thing he kept going but Gideon Giddy and SGA the basketball IQ on Giddy and on Josh Giddy and Shea Gildas Alexander is what makes them I mean they physical physically talented obviously mm-hmm. gifted basketball skills everything else but the IQ that they both have is otherworldly you know what I've noticed about Josh Giddy watching him has Josh Giddy ever misplaced a pass? Like, has Josh Giddey ever put a pass somewhere that is not absolutely perfect? That inbound last night to SGA at the end of the game when it yeah. goes to three, literally in, there were two guys there, and he put it in between two people in the SGA's hands so effortlessly and so quickly in a spot where you'd see a guy usually, like, running up and down the sidelines, like, chucking a ball, like, whatever. Like, and that's just one thing. He is pinpoint. He's one of the best playmakers, best guy, like some of the best vision in the NBA, and he's only going to get better. This team is fucking terrifying for every, at least for the West. Going to be great for us, but to enjoy, but for the West, I would be horrified watching
3: oh. the Thunder, especially with all those picks that can get moved for all a those picks at any time. They, they could they have money to probably get someone, and the biggest thing is they still have check coming back. And it's like this is a team that has so many options, and it's one of those things where you look at like teams that had some of the best uh, rookie classes, so to speak, right? Guys that have been playing well. Indiana's one that obviously will jump out because they had Nemhard and they had Math and obviously Orlando with Bankero, Sacramento. You did a couple teams that had a couple good rookies. You look at uh, Detroit, another one with Nivey and Duran. You look at Oklahoma City, the Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams, and Jalen yes. Williams have both been sensational for them this year. Jalen with the L, Jalen out of Santa Clara, has been quietly first-team all-rookie good this year. And then you have Jalen Williams from Arkansas, who's just one of those stretch forwards that is another guy who can play some great defense. He can shoot a little bit from the outside. I wish he would shoot more. He's not as aggressive offensively right now. But two guys – they have both been comfortable playing starter minutes for a team that was – up, I think it was a 0.1% chance to make the playoffs at the beginning of the year. And you have this super young team. SGA obviously made the leap. Josh Giddey's been incredible. But this Thunder team would not be here without the two rookies, Williams and Williams. So both the Jalen Williams has really, really helped them. And it'll be interesting to see because I think when we look at Thunder at T-Wolves – The biggest thing that jumps out to me is all the size, right? You're going to have to deal with Carl Anthony Towns. You're going to have to deal with Rudy Gobert. You're undersized. It hasn't stopped the Thunder yet. And if they play small like they do, where I think Jalen Williams, J-A-Y, Lynn Williams from Arkansas, I think 6'9". I think he's the biggest guy that they start at 6'9". He started the game at center last night. Gobert's not going to be a factor. He's not going to be a factor because, once you again, he's going to have to play outside of the paint defensively. Like, they yeah. will shoot the ball. All five on the Thunder will shoot. What's crazy, the one who's probably most reluctant to shoot the three is the point guard SGA, their best yeah. player. And so it's like, these guys will shoot. And I think it almost plays an advantage. Yeah, you look at the size mismatch for the T-Wolves. I think it plays an advantage for the Thunder. Like, hey, we're going to play small in either Minnesota. You can't play Gobert and Towns on the court at the same time, or you're going to just have to write Gobert out of this completely. Because what are they going to do? Are they going to try to stagger it when Towns needs a little bit of a rest? Bear comes in and then your whole offense changes. Or are you going to let Towns try to play a lot more offensively like did a little bit against the Lakers, which I think is the right way to go? I think that's the biggest mismatch in this game. But if the Thunder play small, like the Timberwolves can't play how they're comfortable playing right now.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'd be, I'd be comfortable sitting Rudy Gobert. I don't know. Well, yeah,
3: I know you would, but I'm saying, like, in the <laughs> team's minds. mind, they like, have.
2: like what right. the fuck do you do? Your your best combination right now, not for the future. Who knows? But that they they're married, <laughs> so they got to make it work. But for tomorrow against that team, he's not the best option. He's gonna want to come back, no, with a force. And what is? <laughs> I don't know. It's just gonna be the vibe, you are know. Off, I need Thunder Nuggets. I need the
0: chaos. Uh, right, well, I I'll need say. Thunder Nuggets. You know what else is crazy too is Anthony Edwards is probably gonna be seeing a lot of the torture chamber. Is he yes. hurt? He is. Is he hurt? Yes. He's that was bad. That was it. Was really a bad. bad, game. bad it though. was a bad game. I don't. I'm
3: not going to yeah. say he was
2: hurt. I just think. Or is that just the torture chamber of the Los Angeles Lakers that okay. they ran into? Okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: but now he has to go against the torture oh, this, chamber, yeah. which is even worse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you know what the crazy thing about all this is? He's been out for a while, but like the the Oklahoma City Thunder not only have Chet on the bench. They have Pokushevsky, who is a super, super underrated, just kind of can do a little bit of everything for this team. Like, I feel like he's an important guy to this squad. He can shoot. He gives them more size, which they definitely lack, obviously, without Chet. But yeah. just like, I mean, we're talking about they played Jalen Williams to start the game at the 5, and he's 6'9". Yeah. He's
3: a and they're going big against big two 7-footers tomorrow. At Arkansas. <laughs>
0: And, you know, I don't really think there's a guy who the T-Wolves give a lot of minutes to that can really check SGA. So, I think he's going to have his way again. I think if Dort and Giddy are on their game as much as they were the other night, I think I'm I'm rolling thunder. And that's what I want to see. I think the thunder, you know... I don't think – it's kind of the same thing. It's like I don't think either of those Eastern Conference teams will give the, the Bucks any fits. I don't think either of these teams will give the Nuggets any fits. Oh, But I think the Thunder could bother the the Denver Nuggets a little bit.
2: You don't think it could be – what about the uh, – remember Kobe, Kobe, Bogut, Lakers, Thunder, early Thunder, Durant, Russ. Yes. They take him to six games, and that's when the Lakers win in six. But the Thunder is like, oh, shit, the Thunder, they were scrappy – that was a fun series. I feel like this Thunder team could do that to the Nuggets because the Nuggets aren't going to be able. To, what are the Nuggets going to be able to do to guard the Thunder? Yeah,
0: but there's Thunder? no there's no KD on this on this Thunder team. Yeah, so, I mean, no, there's not.
3: No, there's not. <laughs> but, but but the big the big Unfortunately. thing. Unfortunately, I think with the the difference between obviously the Thunder playing the T Wolves, if the Thunder beat the T Wolves and play the Nuggets. Jokic is going to feast. He's yeah. going to feast against the team. Yeah, he, yeah defensively, oh, yeah. he'll get oh, him a yeah. few okay. times. But Jokic will feast. And, and that's why I told you Chet? guys, dream, dream the scenario. Dream scenario, Thunder beat Wolves, and before game one, we <laughs> get a sham bomb where Chet Holmgren hey. may play this series or may suit up for game one. I don't think that will happen. I would love it if, if it did. If Chet, Chet, Chet versus crazy, Jokic would die on, the that best. would be crazy. I, okay, that's don't oh count that God, out. I have to mention don't count that don't count that out. But um, who do you think would give the Nuggets a better series? Because we talked about it with Bulls Heat. Would it be the T Wolves a better series I with think, the Nuggets? Because they got I, the I, size against the Nuggets. I want to see Thunder. Not I unfortunately
0: I unfortunately think it's it's T Wolves just purely too. between with purely that. because of Cat and Gobert alone. I do too. And like, know. not that Gobert is, uh, you know, say what you want. I think he's probably a net negative to have on the court in any playoff yes. series. I truly believe that. But I mean, if we're talking about starting, your starting center 6'9 for the Thunder or a multiple times Defensive Player of the Year winner and mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert, who can at least bother Jokic for a series, and then Cat, who Jokic has to deal with on the other end, right? And we know. The Denver Nuggets do not have any good defenders in their starting five. Someone has to cover Anthony Edwards. It's just obviously someone would have to cover SGA as well. I don't know. I just think matchup-wise, the T-Wolves
3: have an edge, but I I want to see the Thunder. I want it to be the Thunder. I'm right there with you. I'm rooting for the Thunder. I want it to be the Thunder. I think the T-Wolves would give the Nuggets a better series. But regardless, I think either team – Nuggets should push sweep it to six. Let's be honest. Yeah. I the think
0: Nuggets
3: could. should. They you should. Think they both of them. You think either team could push six? I
0: think either team could.
3: push I think six. either team wow. could
2: push six too. But I think I, the Nuggets. I think
3: Nuggets should. should. Sweep them, But I think either team yeah. could push six, and it could just be a simple thing. It's like, oh, they shot really to well that. today against like the those, Nuggets. Those will probably be the bets I make:
2: are either Nuggets in four or Nuggets in six against either of these yeah. teams once they're up. I think that's like the only two way because it other either they're just torching them, torching both these teams that they can't even they have no answers. Because it is interesting. I wasn't thinking about cat giving Jokic any problems because I just think Jokic is gonna torch both whoever they put on it without Jade McDaniel. If Jade McDaniels was playing it'd be an I don't even know if the Wolves would have lost if he played, if, yeah. he, if they didn't get hurt, whatever. Yeah. Did he get hurt during the game? See, I don't remember. This is that whole fourth quarter. Was, yeah, he got hurt during, he was the, during the game, right? During the game. Yeah.
0: No, he got hurt in the, the end of – he got hurt in their last – The last regular, regular season regular game. season game. The
2: game. Season yes. game. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you. He's – they're going to – they're not going to have as many options to throw at Jokic if Gobert doesn't work right away. And Cat's not the answer. And then no, he's saying? not the answer, but he's at least a big body. Right? And but the, but the thunder, thunder don't have any that, Yeah. So what? Yeah, whatever. Like I said, like we said, the Nuggets. We're all in agreement. The Nuggets should they take should. it. Yeah. I I'm, I think I'm back with you guys. Though I think the T Wolves, like, they're they can hit a higher ceiling right now. But yeah. man, the Thunder.
3: They're fun. Um, let's, thunder are fun. <laughs> let's let's flip the Thunder.
0: Let's talk about the legit losers, the people who actually lost last night, and the people who. Or the team, who I have no idea what this squad's going to look like last year. Briefly, we don't have to go into too much depth, but the Pelicans, man, what the hell was that? CJ McCollum playing forty plus minutes, only giving you fourteen points. Bi did his thing, right? We we knew going into good. the game, yeah. he He's gave up. thirty. You know, Herb he probably good. Who Herb?
3: Herb was yeah. really Herb. good defensively He's solid. against yeah. SGA. He actually scored a little bit for him.
0: Yeah, it's just like, uh, you know, I have it as my my little thing here. If you're watching on YouTube uh, under my Twitter handle, I have Zion is weird because that whole situation is the strangest thing ever. He went out with what in January with a hamstring injury and whatever, dude, if you if you are not healthy, fine. But he said, you know, he's saying in interviews that he feels fine. But like mentally, he doesn't feel like he can play. Yeah. And it's just it it's just the Jake. I thought you know I didn't know how close to the mark you were last week or earlier this week when you were saying is he just holding out? Like does he not want to be in (laughs) Nola? That's that's my my only thought. Because like it makes so much sense. Like it just those interviews he had this earlier this week just sounds exactly that. It sounds like he does not want to be in Nola. Weren't the issues before that he
2: had with the training staff and everything else that those were the issues. He didn't trust them. He was getting his own opinions, everything else. So if he's just at a point where he's like, I don't trust these people to nurse me back to health. How do you even come back from that? Like, what does he mean by that? He doesn't trust. Like, is it just a personal thing that he Is it like a Ben Simmons situation where he just is going to like, if it's a, if it's a Simmons situation, then we really need to look at what is happening with like high draft picks that are sent you know, to these situations that are, you know, less than ideal for the player that where there's so much put on them to save these franchises, and all this pressure is put on them because they're at this point it could be two guys that crumbled under it for whatever reasons. Uh, maybe it's just these two cases. Maybe it's something that organizations need to fucking figure out and not try to lose. You know, for years and years with these guys coming on, but with Zion, I I am. The radar is just up because he's mentioned, you know, having the big eyes for New York and thinking that he was going to get drafted there and just all these things. And I don't know, maybe he's the star that asked for the trade. Like there's going to be a, we always know there's the surprise star that's going to ask for the trade. It was KD twice this year.
1: <laughs> Somehow it's going
2: to be somebody different. Maybe, maybe it's KD again. Who fucking knows? He's,
0: at least for me, man, like and I hope I don't hope because like it's it's kind of lame if that is the case, if he is good and he doesn't want to play a play in like his, that was literally the season for the Pelicans last night. And if we find out he was, you know, cleared by doctors ready to go and he just didn't want to be out there. I don't like that. And the Pelican shouldn't like that. And if that is the case, he's probably not going to be a well, Pelican. What do the
2: guys think, too? Like, I'm, like you're seeing him right. you sit there and everything. Like, you just wonder. B.I. Like B.I. was fighting for his do.
0: life the second half yeah. of the season. And he has been like,
2: his whole fucking career, dude. That right. guy's got to be tired of this shit. Like, yeah.
0: And it's just like Zion is getting dangerously close to the B-word, man. He's getting dangerously close to that <laughs> bust category and, and i don't you know and he's on the court that's what to i mean oh yeah but he's like doing it to himself right like i i'm cool. i am i am treading lightly right now because i don't want to put him in that category but at this point, it's like, if, it's if hard, he does yeah. this for another year, if he does but it. This like, is also, come-
2: I'm on, I'm with you here, Dunny, because at the beginning of the year, we were like, this team could be the one seed. Like, they might be right, like, yeah. I was ready. Yeah. I was ready to, like, put them in finals picks and everything else. And it like, was ed- oh, my God. It was dude.
0: so many people with the Dark day. Horse Pelicans. Mm-hmm. This is my Dark Horse team, the Northern Pelicans. They play defense. They have Zion. They have B.I. They have McCollum. They didn't have Zion. They didn't have Zion all year. And it's like, yeah. we see what he does. He plays volleyball. ball. He's a freak of nature when he's out there. But what have you done for me lately, Zion? Nada. Yeah. So I don't mean to, you know, just completely dump on the Pelican's head right there. But no, but it's it's a thing that they're talking about. That is a sad way to go out. It's a sad way to go out. Um, The
2: Raptors are worse, though, man. (laughs) The Raptors are. (sighs) They're blowing, blowing it up. It. Like that's a coach that we talked about. We kind of it
3: was coming though, right? Van Vliet like, probably
2: gone, gonna sign somewhere.
3: Mm. Like, a lot of guys you know, we like, like in the Raptors, just hasn't worked. You know, your Mavericks right there, Fred Van Vliet? No, 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 not Van Vliet. No, <laughs> stop, stop. What do you mean? OG not, Ananobi. I take OG. I take yeah, OG I you, easily. Right? I take OG. No, I take, no, that's I, that's a, that's I wanted great. Pascal. I wanted, that's the one to make the trade for, not Kyrie Irving at
0: the time. I'm not it it obviously hasn't been reported, and this is just kind of satire. But I wouldn't be surprised if Gary Trent Jr. is just already off the team.
3: No, he I think was
0: I think everybody on that roster was gone, last night. but Pascal
3: and Scotty Barnes. So yeah, you, you think got do Pascal, You don't think they try to go full rebuild and get like a package for Pascal? Maybe he is the star that goes.
0: He's just been so good to him. a perfect Warriors. is a perfect, Warriors. So, he is so a perfect Warriors package pick. Oh, don't I think. put
3: him on the Warriors.
2: Clay, Stephen, Pascal.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. Don't put him there though. Give him. Oh, some I don't want him want him. Warriors I don't, don't want
2: need in him. My life. I mean, I'm. I'm kind of sad that I just put that in the universe, but it would be beautiful. Yeah, it would be beautiful basketball.
0: We'll see. We'll see with Pascal. Honestly, I was going to start with the West, but now that we're talking Pascal and the Raptors. Let's start with a little East preview here. Um, we'll, we gotta we'll make our add- picks, yeah, we'll, and we'll NBA add-
2: Finals picks. You guys better be ready because I've thought long and hard. I actually, I had an it's epiphany. I had an epiphany over the weekend. It hit me. I was walking by the lake back home, Lake Erie, and I saw a vision. It just came to me oh, of this how is the finals were. going to be crazy. Isn't it? the final- It's not the Cavs. I I did not. The, the Cavs were not involved. In this Lakers, vision. Cavs. <laughs> If it's Lakers, (laughs) Cavs, I win no matter what. That would be the most predictable vision
0: of all time.
2: (laughs) Like Lakers game one, I'm going to be celebrating. I'm popping champagne the second they tip off. Yeah. I'm like, let's fucking go. We won.
0: Yeah, no, Jake couldn't that. lose in that scenario. Yeah. Jake I'm looked into that. his LeBron James snow globe and saw that <laughs> finalist it's Like, I got <laughs> roasted. One of my friends
2: roasted you back home because I tweeted a couple weeks ago about my four favorite baseball teams, and he was so mad. He was just roasting. I was like, what do you mean, bro? I just – one day, it's that team. <laughs> one day it's the other i win most of the time
0: he yeah fair understand. enough
2: yeah, no like, no, no, no 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 that's not the that is not the nba finals it is a real all right actual well, non-biased right. We'll, we'll climb
0: through both conferences right now and we'll get to the bottom of it starting with the east uh yeah we, we can if we want to get into the one eight matchups more we kind of tr- we tried to preview them in the play-in because obviously they're not set yet um we're recording this Thursday night to reiterate,
3: but yeah, it's starting the Eastern call. The one
0: seeds are winning. Come on. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I think we. I think we talked about it enough a little bit. In each yeah, time. Yeah. I think more so the Eastern one than the Western. We already talked about the Eastern. We just said the Bucks. The Bucks Nuggets and Bucks. If they, they lose, advance. yeah. Yeah. They don't like. I, I
2: don't think, the, like
3: I said, I think the Nuggets won either team. I think T Wolves probably more so than the Thunder could maybe steal a game or two. Bucs, I would be shocked if it goes more than five. Either team, Bulls or he, I would be shocked if it goes past five games. Yep. Yeah, no, Agreed. I agree.
0: All right, let's start here: Boston Celtics, Atlanta Hawks. Oh, easy. Uh, I, in, in my humble opinion, uh, as the Celtics fan on this podcast, I think it's going to be a gentle, gentleman sweep. I think I think the Hawks grab one in Atlanta.
3: You're being too humble. Celtics will win in three, and then the fourth game will be the playing their backups because the Hawks have already phoned it in with three guys basically resting for next season. Now, No team matches up better against the Hawks than I think the Celtics do. The Hawks are going to really have no answer. They're going to have no answers to stop the Celtics. I re- I really don't think so. I mean, yeah, DeJounte Murray, yeah, he can get a couple steals here, but what's he going to do? You're going to guard JB. JB's just too big. Jason Tatum and DeAndre Hunter, stop it. That's not going to happen. And then the Celtics have two much guard depth and the opposite the hawks don't really have much guard depth at all Clint capella's just kind of odd man out because he just doesn't really fit in if the Celtics want to play smaller and if he does they could just play Rob Will. I like I like the Celtics big here. I I think this is a much better matchup for the Celtics than if they were to get and let's say the uh the Heat if the Heat did oh my uh, god dude um so I think huge sigh of relief you know, for of yes. relief for Celtics fans mm-hmm. I think the Celtics clean up the Hawks. I, I don't see it being close. Let me ask you
0: this then, Steve. What do you what do you think of the Celtics opening up as a nine point favorite in game one? You think that's light work? I, hate, I, th- I was kind of surprised by that line, honestly.
3: I hate laying spreads in uh, in playoff games, especially with favorites, because at the end of the day, they're just going to want to win. So sometimes yeah. I like to pick a, a few favorites together to try to get it close to like an even odd straight play. That's okay. usually how I like to play it, rather than laying points. It's but, long Dunny, long. if we're mm-hmm. talking about if I think it's going to be in four games, which means the Celtics will have two home games, mm-hmm. I could see them winning both home games by double digits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really could. And also, too, and I say this all the time, and I don't care because you're on the pot Donnie. Boston fans are so damn spoiled. They're going to be ready to go for both the Bruins playoff series and the Celtics. It's going to be popping there for game one. This is not like, a oh, we're coming in for a playoff game. It's like, all right, we're coming in to crush whoever our is and get ready yeah. for the next round. So I, I think Celtics... Not minus nine time. does seem a lot. It's maybe to the point we're trying to get people to take the points. I I think Celtics win this pretty easily. What a
2: time! What's your series? What's your you didn't pick your your series?
3: Hmm. Celtics What's your in four?
2: series in four? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, got, yeah I, got, I got I got the sweep too. But yeah. there's no yeah. way the Hawks are winning
0: it, beating the Celtics. All right, fuck people. it. I'm joining you guys. Celtics sweep. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not beating. Yeah, Donny was no, trying to come on gonna, here he and every... be like,
3: I'm not Celtics bias. I'll say gentlemen sweep. He knew he knew he wanted to sweep the whole time. He just needed one of us are, to say it. I will say they impressed the impress hell out of
2: 170 me. points a game in this impressed the hell
3: out of you against a team that can't shoot. Yeah. Shoot, of course they are they gonna do against Jalen Brown. Brown going and and Trey Young. Trey Young's great. Four Derek two. White's gonna be on Trey Young. I you better believe that.
0: Yeah. And then if that doesn't Future work, smart. MVP, and if that doesn't right. work, Brogden.
3: Oh yeah, that's right, smart. He, I think he won what that defensive player of the year <laughs> thing last year. That guards don't win. Yeah, that's that's Please, the only no thing I will say. So. I think
0: I think later. Trey is going to be in hell in this series. Oh,
3: oh yeah, he's gonna. He's. I mean, he's screwed. It's he's such done, a good man. matchup for them. You asked right. about minus nine. I think
2: there it's gonna be like one thirty oh, to ninety. Like that's what I'm. i, I will hammer minus oh, nine. I love goal. that.
0: I'll just. I will just. I'll just. i will wither away if that's how game
2: one goes i'm writing a little blog post to put with this tomorrow and i did four there are four series that i didn't bother writing a word about because i'm just like there's no there's no point in wasting my time and this is one of them there's just no point like this is it all right what do you want to go next though we got we got five yeah let's
0: let's go sixers nets let's go down down the line here I The the question I'm posing to you two, can the Nets grab one or two games in this series? I say yes.
3: I say yes. I think I was telling you guys last episode, the series price or the spread was like, I think Nets, I think they were getting plus, was it plus two and a half or something? I forget what it was. They had to win two games. Right, yeah. It was like plus 134 odds, two and a half games. Like, they just have to win two games. I think they can. I mean... I hate saying this because I hate these stupid storylines when there's nothing to back it up. But Philly in the playoffs, if it's not Embiid cooking, they they have fallen up short. And I know Embiid's been great, but the Nets are that one team where they just got a lot of guys who are hungry. The biggest concern is can Mikhail Bridges step up and be the go-to guy in a playoff series because they don't really have that true star. Dinwiddie has balled in uh, Brooklyn in the past too. Maybe he can be that guy who steps up and he's done it for him but it's one of those things i just think the nets are like everyone's counting us out no one no one like we shouldn't have even been here after these deals we weren't supposed to even make the playoffs we're here now they i think they got so much less pressure than the 76ers. The 76ers have all the pressure in the world. Oh, they yeah. have guys who notoriously have come up short in the playoffs. A lot of guys still got to prove themselves in the playoffs. And you have a city that is just dying to just have a deep playoff run with Joel Embiid, who's been one of the best players in the past three, four seasons. Now you go up against a Brooklyn Nets team who's going to play a lot of different guys. They're going to have a pretty deep rotation, would be my guess. And they have a lot of guys who just have no pressure. Just go out there and ball, right? That's what they did in the second half of this year after the deals to make the playoffs. They just threw a bunch of guys out there and said, go out and ball. And they got a pretty good defense, the Brooklyn Nets do. I think they steal a couple games, but Sixers are going to win this series. I think Nets make it a lot closer than most, I think, the public perceives it to be.
2: Yeah, count me as one of the people counting the Nets out. The other day, I was more bullish on it. I am um, if they get one, I'll give them one game because Mikhail Bridges deserves a revenge game for how they did him dirty. But I think Jojo is going to average like 37 and 13. And that's what, that's what we're going to have here. I think that man's on a mission. I don't think he feels any pressure. And then that's only 11 and 13 since the trade deadline.
0: I said True. this the other day. Sure and I don't know how much it would really matter, but it does suck that the Nets just don't have one big body behind Claxton to bother and yeah. be just sure. in the slightest, just man. Like, take I know, fouls. Just to, like, yeah. eat, like five fouls. In I, game know, or I know yeah. the names I brought up wouldn't mean a thing in this series, but, like I said, like, the last two years, the Nets have had DeAndre Jordan and Andre Drummond come and go. Like, if they had one of those guys just to give Claxton – Claxton and Breather yeah. and come in and burn fouls, grab rebounds, because otherwise I don't. I think they match up like decently well with the Sixer squad. They just don't. What are we getting like out of Harden too? Like who knows? He's been. Yeah, he's but been I angry. like the. I like the. Oh yeah, I thought you were going the other way with it. Oh. I like the wing defense on Harden. I like Bro, Cam I Johnson. I like Bridges. I like the, I like Dorian Finney Smith bothering Harden and Maxi this whole series, but it just comes down to JoJo. And he's, like you said, like he's going to dominate. I think he's just
2: three tiers above everybody else. And that's why, like, I'm, if the, listen, if JoJo, if he has one bad, if he has a bad, the Nets can win one game where he has a good game. If he has a bad game, that's where, I mean, there's the Nets can win easy if he has a bad game. I still like betting the plus two and a half. Yeah. I still like yeah, betting it. I, I think, think for my pick, I'm taking five games, but okay. I still like betting it because they're the Nets. Like Bridges is going to cause a lot of problems for the Nets wings. The Nets like,
0: also have shooters up and down their roster. Yes, people forget yes. about that. I just saw. I, I, I just followed. maybe I'm
2: just out on. Maybe Dinwiddie made me mad. Maybe that's it turned me <laughs> off. Maybe Dinwiddie made me mad going after Kuzma for no reason. Dimwitty's
3: I mean, a good player, though. He's a good yeah. player. And a good I like Dimwitty, but he is
2: talking spicy for a guy that's been traded like four times in two years. Fair. That's just fair. The, yeah,
0: the fact that they have Dimwitty, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, and um, Joe Harris in this series, yeah. like they have shooting all over the floor. They just this year they broke the record for the most threes in franchise history. I think if they can just string together the the defense that I know, Finney Smith. Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges and Claxton all want to play. If they can lock that in in a night where they're hitting their shots, I don't think it's outrageous that they steal a few games in the series. Mm-hmm. I, will, I won't I will pick the Nets to win this series, but I think it's going to be a lot more interesting than
3: people think. So what are your guys' picks, then? I'm going Philly in six. Okay. I'm going Philly in six as well because, okay. like I said, I – I take the series price, so it has to go six. And uh, (laughs) it's like I've been really hyping up this Nets team. I just want to believe in them, and I Philly just has disappointed so much in the playoffs. I think Philly get wins, but I don't think it's as easy as people think. So I'll go six.
0: All right, what do you got? We got uh, we got Cavs next, net. Oh boy, Jake. Hold on, go. Go ahead, Jake. seats, folks. Oh well. The
2: Cavs and the Knicks is going to be a – I think it's going to be a Donovan Mitchell statement series. I think that's what the ultimate story is going to be of it. I think there's a lot of things that worry me about this Knicks team as a Cavs fan, as there should be, one being Jalen Brunson and the three-point shooting. Um, But I do think that the Knicks can only win this series if they're a jump shooting team. They're not doing anything against Mobley and Allen inside at all this series. And they're especially not doing it without Julius Randle. Even if Julius Randle is playing, you guys know I'm not scared of Julius Randle's for right. seven straight games, especially against Mobley and Allen. So they have to turn into a jump shooting team. They have to get hot. The Cavs, one of the worst defensive teams defending the three-point line all season long. But I just feel like they still match up decently with this Knicks team. Like Brunson, they're going – whatever they've done to Brunson all year – they're not doing in the playoffs. Like they're, go- they're going to design everything to take Brunson out and make – JB's going to take Brunson out and be like, hey, quickly, hey, Barrett, hey, Toppin, you guys have to score 27 on the road and beat us. And I don't think they're going to be able to do that. And then I think Mitchell's going to walk into MSG and want to put up 70 a night. The only thing I'm really worried about for the Cavs is Darius Garland. And this is what I've talked about before this trade even happened last year. We had this conversation. They are now in a playoff series. If I was a Knicks fan and I was watching them play the Cavs in the series, I would be screaming at my TV every single possession that Garland was on the floor, that he was not involved in the action in some way, especially with Jalen Brunson on the floor. And that's my biggest worry. What does that do to him? How much can they play him defensively? How much does JB trust him? How much does it shake mm-hmm. his confidence? How much is Mitchell going to dominate the ball and take and take Garland's strengths away from his mm-hmm. playmaking and everything? So Garland is my biggest worry, but I think the Cavs are better, deeper. They're going to have some jitters maybe with the, that first game in MSG, but I think they're going to, I think all, I think home team wins every game until game six. And then Mitchell stomps the Knicks in MSG, gets his nice big moment of the playoffs and Cavs in six.
3: I like Donnie. I think you're being a little too humble for your team. I yeah. I love the Cavs in this series for a number of reasons. The first reason for this, obviously, no Julius Randle. I know the Knicks are going to have to play small, but they're going to have to do something to figure out how to counter hover the Cavs, play Mobley and Jared Allen. Now, we talked a little about maybe Obi Toppin stops up, and as much as I'd love that, I love Obi Toppin. We'll see what happens there. Number two reason, and this is a big one for me in terms of just kind of the way players will play. Darius Garland, if we remember in the draft, very well could have gone to New York instead of R.J. Barrett. It was one of those in his head. Maybe he could have been the guy to go there. R.J. Barrett went there. And you look in in terms of how they played, Darius Garland's been a better pro than R.J. Barrett so far in his career. It's just a fact. Donovan Mitchell was pretty much almost expected like he's going to sign in New York, right? That's where Donovan Mitchell was probably going to go, was New York in the Garden, and now he's in the Cavs. They have a chance to play a series against the Knicks, a team that both of them at some point in their careers, at some point in their life, felt like they were going to be on this team in the Garden. And they got home games. They, I mean, I'm Donovan Mitchell feasts in the Garden. I know Garland, not as great in the Garden as Mitchell, but still plays well. And it's it's one of those things where you look at it and it's like, I don't think they're going to get phased by the New York crowd. I don't think they're going to get phased by playing on that stage in the Garden. I, I really like it. And another thing, too, and this is one where I did a complete, not 180 on him, but, but a big switch. Donovan Mitchell has turned into the superstar in this series. Yes, Brunson's having a fantastic season. Yes, Evan Mobley's had an unbelievable second half. He's really stepped up. Yes, there's a lot of good players on both teams. Donovan Mitchell has been a superstar this year, and he is the superstar in this series. He's the best player by far in this series, and he is going to, I think really show the world or the NBA world what this guy's capable of. We've seen him do absurd things already this year. Obviously, he scored 71. He had four straight with 40-plus in a game. He has carried the Cavs in certain situations, and he looks so much more comfortable on Cleveland in one season than he ever did in Utah. And not only is this a chance to prove himself that he's the best player in the series, that he's a superstar who can carry a team to a deep run in the playoffs, he's going to show, hey, it was not me in the playoffs and the problem. It was the rest of the Utah Jazz that was the problem there, yep. and I think Mitchell has so much to play for, so much to prove, and I don't even think he's going to have pressure on him because he's just so comfortable in these situations. It felt like all season long. I love the yeah. Cavs here, especially with the Knicks. I think seeing Randall being out, it's a chance for the Cavs to just pounce in a spot where A, they're, they like playing in New York, and B, they know they're the better team. Yes, I know the Knicks have played them well, and I, I get it. Like You're scared sometimes mm-hmm. the Knicks will just Shoot thirty threes in a game, so that's I I will uh, I will take the Cavs. I will take the better player. I will take the better defensive team. I will take probably the deeper team, and I will I will absolutely take the team that I think has a little bit more to play for, a little bit more to prove in this series. So give me Cavs in a gentleman sweep. I'll take them in five.
0: I'm exactly with you, Steve. I think Cavs in five. Uh, just honestly, so many of the reasons you just laid out. Obviously, biggest thing, Randall misses uh you know let's call it two games he's expected to miss
2: technically a game time decision saturday but i I don't think he's playing saturday
0: i I would be shocked and let's let's think about this too when he comes back like think about the last couple times randall's come back from extended absences true he hasn't been good right he's a big rhythm guy he's a big when he's hot he's hot Mm -hmm. he's had he's had an absence and this time it was because of an injury who knows what it's going to look like when he comes back. And then when he comes back, he has to play against the trees. And mm-hmm. I just don't think that fares well for him, even if he was healthy. I think this is probably one of the worst matchups he could have to go against in the Eastern Conference, maybe outside of Milwaukee, as far as Randall specifically. Mm-hmm. And then I just think Mitchell is a stone-cold killer. And although Brunson can be that for the Knicks, he is not even close to the Listen. level that Mitchell Listen. is.
2: Can I say something about Brunson? Everybody posting all of the highlights of him last year with the Mavs acting like Luka Doncic wasn't on the court with and him. And that's I would i was gonna bring that a- anymore. Like what
3: are we talking about? We don't know how Brunson's going to handle yeah. to being the guy in a playoff series. We've seen on we this is one of my biggest concerns every time. We there's some guys we just haven't seen yet. We've seen Donovan Mitchell try yes. to carry a Utah Jazz team seen, all, seen him do it in the Twice. bubble? Saw him do it in the yes. bubble? Everybody gives Murray all the
2: talk and all the hype for that bubble performance. When if the Jazz beat them in Game 7, we would just be talking the same shit about Donovan Mitchell because he did the same shit in that series. And yeah, and last year, everybody, like about Bruns. well not last year, but the last couple years, last year Mitchell was bad. But everybody's talking about Brunson cooking him. And I'm just like, what are we talking about? Like, yeah. he was on the court with a top five guy in the league. I don't, I, of course, he had to make the shots. He had to, he, and he had moments where he carried them in that run. Of course, that happened. But let's not act like, there's a guy that's comparable on the court with him this year that he's just going to be able to do
3: the same thing. It's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. And maybe he can't. And if we see it, we see it. And he's proved us wrong this year in the regular season, right? He really has. I didn't expect him to step up like this, but until we see it, I'm not going to believe it. And I will put my faith in Donovan Mitchell who I've seen it from already because I know Jalen Brunson playing great this year. I know he's improved dramatically. So has Donovan Mitchell. Like, like I get people are like, yeah, Jalen Brunson's been balling. Yes, I know he's been great. So has Donovan Mitchell. So has Donovan
2: Mitchell. That's been cooking for Brunson over Mitchell stuff. It's definitely that New York media that's like. And Brunson's a great player.
3: I love Brunson. He's He's a great player. But give Mitchell his flowers. He's the best player in the series. It's not close.
2: Six o'clock Saturday night at the Q. Cleveland's going to be so excited for these playoff series. Doing so so
0: excited. Yeah, they're gonna be amazing, man. Um, yeah, so we we're all on Cavs here. We haven't had a disagreement in series. I think they have, oh, there's one coming. I know it. Yeah, the the East was pretty easy. Um, I don't know. I think I, the West is kind of easy for me too. But let's just get right into it. Grizzlies Lakers. There's a parade inside my city. Yeah, where where are we at with this with this Grizz Lakers matchup?
3: Do you um, let Jake start first. <laughs> I I just want to say I this. What
0: I, I want to say this real quick for it. I had forgot about in the beginning of the season where LeBron just sunned the whole Lakers team after he got fouled hard a couple times, and then they were all like in his face <laughs> talking shit, and he was like, he basically told all of them to shut up. It's like I don't want to hear any of that from you guys anymore. Like I am ready for that in a playoff series, bro. Bro, listen. All I'm saying is. Anthony Davis
2: has been awesome for 30 games. The Lakers have arguably one of the best players of all time who basically only wins in the playoffs. And the Grizzlies have a guy who sued a teenager today. So that's where I'm at. Lakers in six.
3: I, I want to go with you. I really do. Wanna, and initially, I, I want to go Lakers. Can I tell you what terrifies me, Jake? Series price right now, Grizzlies are minus 136. Lakers are plus 116. Tell me right now. Which jokes public is taking <laughs> is not taking Lakers plus one sixteen. Right, everybody's taking Lakers plus one sixteen. It's crazy that I I thought Lakers would be favored. It's crazy, and the Lakers are playing so good since the deadline. They really have, and the Grizzlies. There's so many issues, but I'll I'll, I'll tell you what. I think this is a seven-game series. I really do. I think this is a seven-game series. Last game could probably be a coin flip. But seven-game series to Memphis is terrifying, especially for the Lakers, because the Memphis Grizzlies, as you know, up and down as they can be, obviously the off-court issues, whatever. You obviously have Dylan Brooks, you've got the Jim Morant stuff, whatever. This team loves playing together, and they want to show how good they are, right? Because we saw it last year a little bit. They want to prove themselves. Yeah, they've been getting humbled a little bit here and there. But this is a team I think that's not going to be afraid to back down from this challenge mm-hmm. against the Lakers. And I think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to give it like treat it like an NBA Finals, where this is going to be an all out war. And the only thing that concerns me on the Lakers side of it, will the entire Lakers team treat it like that? I know LeBron will. Well, maybe a couple other guys will. But we will like. I like this to go seven, and then then at that point, it's it's up in the air for me. I, I to say. be to be different, maybe go Grizzlies here, but it's also tough to envision a uh, series where LeBron doesn't have a chance to uh, move to the next round to potentially go up against Mister uh, Steph Curry.
2: My real basketball reason is that without Brandon Clark or Stephen Adams, I don't know what they're doing with Davis. Or Braun, for that matter. Yeah. Like Jackson, Jaron Jackson's awesome. Going to be great. Like maybe defensive player of the year potentially. I know Evan Mobley's got some votes. We saw some league ballots. I don't think he's yeah. going to win either.
1: But, Bruce, um, but
2: yeah, that's um, that's a problem. That's going to be it's an great. issue. And those are two guys that are the best in the biz inside the paint. And that's where I don't know. But other everything else you're saying, of course, like. It's it, it could it's the grizzlies are out to prove something, they always out to prove something, they've always got a yeah. chip on their shoulder. I don't know, and I don't know Schroeder will Schroeder's LeBron's little he is mini me basically at this point. What a he shot,
3: what a shot he had, and oh, then poor Anthony Davis had to ruin oh, it. Oh my god, what are, guys, what are you doing? What are you
2: doing? Remember 12 years ago that like if Schroeder would have missed that shot, skip Bayless would have come on uh for his <laughs> take the next day, been like LeBron. This is why LeBron's not clutch. Because he passed oh, out on. of the game-winning shot and he, he will never win a title because of this. That's what would have happened like 15 years ago. I was so pr- – I mean, Schroeder made the shot, so it didn't matter. But I was just thinking back as he hits that shot and they're celebrating. I'm like, man, that man made a career out of this. And before people – I was like little Jake, middle school Jake would have been so scared if LeBron passed out of that, knowing that if he missed the roasting I was going to get the next day, it was just going to yeah. be endless. So, thank you, LeBron, and thank you, Dennis Schroeder, I guess, more than anybody. Donnie, who's your pick?
3: Yeah, Donnie, what are you think? Did, did you pick the Grizzlies in seven? I'm going to be different. I'll take the Grizzlies okay. in seven.
0: All right. I'm going Lakers in seven. I yeah. Think, I think what you laid out about uh, Adams and Clark just not being there, it looks like Adams is going to be out the, the entire playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what the reports are saying now. I, I doubt we see him in this series at all, and it just scares me. If if Davis can have a big enough a big enough series, even you know LeBron just attacking the interior, if Rui has you know a couple good games here and there, I just think they have the guys at this point. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis kind of takes over this series, but on paper, it it just kind of it feels like LA to me. I think it's gonna to be tough. I think Bain and, and Morant are gonna make it a hard fought series, but I like I like Lakers here as much as I hate to say it. I think it's gonna be Lakers in seven.
2: Oof, it's gonna be so much fun. This I know series. this is oh, this might be oh, the oh.
0: best two seven matchup we've had in a while. It's gonna be and vicious. Day. You That's know, you well. know
2: that this is the series, it's not going to, might not be the most electric. It's actually probably gonna be some pretty ugly basketball at some points, but it's mm-hmm. gonna be the most intense. Like game one, there's gonna be a fight. Like Dylan Brooks is coming for somebody's nuts or face in gay, like like yeah. no doubt. Who's he picking a fight with? Who's he coming? Who's he coming after? I could see maybe Reeves. Schroeder go
3: after Reed. Schroeder with Shannon Sharp on the side <laughs> again. Shannon Sharp and T. Are they going to be there? They're going to be facing oh. off.
0: Oh. <laughs> Let's Shannon go. is definitely going to be courtside, bro. He will absolutely
3: be courtside for that first game in LA. This Just I think flexing.
0: This is,
2: I think they haven't announced the schedule. I think this is Sunday 3:30, though, which is even.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're playing Saturday. Mm-hmm. I think you're
2: Celtics. Well, that's in, Memphis. That's that's in Memphis. Memphis. yeah, Celtics Saturday at
0: 3:30. Yeah.
2: LA would be
3: it. Wouldn't be what till Thursday.
2: They're not in yeah they're not in la well i don't know because the dude the schedule the cavs schedule they play like they play saturday tuesday friday yeah, Sunday, usually wednesday it's yeah, like it's all wild. spaced out it's so well they ridiculous.
0: they love to just just throw games around whenever they want when they have this many series going exactly it, it, let's schedule for a month and yeah then, we'll then get yeah. The, the schedules real-time. are a lot yeah. more set once i do
2: kind of like it though. the second
0: round comes around i do
2: kind of like it though where like the first round like you get the games off you get the days off and everything and it's like Oh, these are the good teams. Now you play every other day. Like now, the yeah. grind is yeah. real. Like now, this is like it is interesting. But yeah, like it takes so long. Sometimes you're looking at like, damn, we gotta wait till three fucking it's days, like two days weeks for the first round playoffs.
3: It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like two and a it's half crazy. weeks for the first round. Sp- speaking right, so
0: of yeah, spe- speaking of good teams, these last couple matchups are awesome. Probably yes. my two favorite first round matchups, I would say. Kings, Dubs, Sacramento Kings, Warriors, Battle of North Cal. Let's yep. see it. Who do you? Who do we got? Steve, Sorry, guys. Oh,
3: start start with Steve here. Steve, I mean. I know Wiggins is back. That's a huge addition for the Warriors. <laughs> Wiggins is back is no. a huge addition. Said, the first thing he said is Wiggins is back. That's all we needed. It, it, it's 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 a big it's a big addition, and the Warriors have been playing well. They can't win on the road, but they are they, finally starting with a couple games on the road. But here, th- there's the thing. It's Steph Curry, right? It's Steph Curry for me against. And I know De'Aaron Fox has been the most clutch player in basketball this year. I know Sabonis is playing like an MVP. Sabonis could be a problem I, I for Draymond, Wiggins, whoever's car Could be an issue. The Kings, I, they were so much fun. They got to the playoffs. They won the division. Very happy for the Kings. They're a fun team. They can score in bunches, and they can score with anyone. But, guys, it's, it's just – I'm playing – like just so basic here. If you're asking me in a playoff series, if I'm taking De'Aaron Fox or Steph Curry, I'm taking Steph Curry. I'm taking Steph Curry over a lot of guys. And I think this is still a good Warriors team. It's not like it's a bad team. They're probably playing their best basketball of the year at this point in the season, which this is a good time to finally start to get hot. You're getting your team back. The Kings are fun. Kings don't play great defense, and I think the Warriors are finally going to be able to take advantage of that. They're going to shoot the ball a ton. The Kings give up a lot of threes. I'll take the Warriors. I think it's going to be a fun series. I think we're going to see a lot of high-scoring games, but I'll take the Warriors in six. I think the Kings probably get one or one or two, but I'll take the Warriors in six. Okay. Donna you want to go?
0: Yeah. It's boring, man. <laughs> I think I think it's Warriors in 5, dude. Yeah. I, it's so it's it just sounds disrespectful. Kings being the 3 so. seed. The beam I I just I don't it just Vegas feels wrong. Vegas agrees with you. It's minus 275. You guys, 275 you guys want years. to hear a crazy stat and this is probably going to hold true after this year too. The Go Seattle ahead. SuperSonics have won a playoff series in 2 in 2005 more recently than the Kings in 2004 timberwolves in 2004 hornets that's or bobcats crazy. so the supersonics have won a series more recently than the kings timberwolves hornets and bobcats and they have not been a franchise for over a decade and
3: that's probably going to continue this year and that's that's, <laughs> it's that's, probably gonna that's
0: why I, that's why i bring it up because i think it's going to continue um yeah i just i saw the death lineup last year in the playoffs. I saw it firsthand in the finals. I think this team did play in the
3: finals last year. Ah
0: you (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's a sneak preview to our uh, our final picks right there. Um yeah. Yeah. That's Steve's landed out on why I'm picking this team to win in five against the higher seed. Here's where I'm starting with this, guys.
2: (laughs) I was all aboard. (laughs) I was all aboard the other day with the Warriors. I was like, "There's no way I can do this." Oh boy! The season started with the Golden State Warriors with Draymond Green punching out Jordan True. That happens. Yep. I don't care. And they've had the weirdest year in history since then. They're 44 and 38. They've yeah. been largely disappointing. They're the worst, one of the worst teams in NBA on the road, which they'll have to win at least once on the road here against the Kings. They have. To go on the road for the first time. I think this is the first time since they've ever been in the playoffs in the Steph era. Maybe, maybe since way early Steph era that they've been on the road to start in the first round. Um, I haven't. I didn't check that before. But I don't. I don't. I mean, they were one seed. They were the one seed. They were seventy three and nine. They were the one seed for how many years? I just. I think if there's a team that's good, if we're t- looking at the Raptors the other night, the same thing I was talking about, a team that's about to break up, a team that's been in turmoil. We know that Bob Myers might be leaving. We know Draymond might be leaving. Who knows with Steve Kerr, the Kings, a great roster, deep roster, Mike Brown, who knows the ins and outs of everything that the Warriors do. Probably the worst matchup they could have had coach-wise, a guy that's literally been on their bench yeah. for all their t- their entire title run. I'm picking Kings and seven. I'm just going with it. I'm just saying that I think I think I'm picking the Kings just to get ahead of the falling dynasty that could happen in this series. And then Draymond's gone. Bob Meyer's gone. All of a sudden we're like, what the fuck are the Warriors doing?
1: Yeah,
2: the Kings are the Kings are in position to do this. They're good enough to do it. I think could they are the Kings ready for it? I don't know. They could look across and Curry's he's not going to stop. We know, sells, he's he's gonna
3: tough he's we know he's going
2: to do what he can do and yeah. do everything. I don't know. I'm just going to. I'm just. It, this is just a purely gut. Because the other day we were talking about it. We, we were on here. I was like, I was all aboard. I was off the Kings. Yeah. Couldn't do it. But something hit the other day. I don't know. Lighten the beam in seven. No, no. I mean, no Kings no, are a no road, team. road team wins either. That's what's going to happen. No. I
1: mean,
2: <laughs> straight home all the way through.
0: Well, we know the Warriors aren't winning on the road. Exactly. They That's got him, Tony.
3: You winner. have not winning at five. They, they got him win on the road in some win. games. <laughs> <laughs> you got him in five. They don't have four home games. <laughs> I'm just
0: hyping up Jake's pick. We all know what's going to happen here.
3: Warriors in five. That's probably what I Jay. Can we revisit this after game one when Curry has like forty six in game one against the Kings in Sacramento? I won't I won't you know what?
2: This is more maybe this is more of this as much of anything else is I couldn't look myself and just be like, I'm picking the Warriors. Like there's no way. Fuck them. True, I'm he also wants us. the Lakers to have yeah. an easier run in the I second know. round. We the also need right. some so adverse... to, get the, to get the Lakers to the conference finals. In my theory, I need them to play <laughs> the Kings and not the Warriors because the Warriors. <laughs> oh, I know.
0: Oh, I know. <laughs> we needed some <laughs> adversity on the panel here, too.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, last, last matchup in the West Suns, Clippers. Bunch of offense, great storyline, CP3 against his old team, KD and Russ going against each other again. Um, we saw this week Russell Westbrook was asked about going up against KD. He said there's no bad blood, but he's going to compete. He knows KD is going to compete. Um, Jake, we'll start with you on this one. Sons, Clips, who you got, how many games? And why is it the Suns? Um,
2: <laughs> I was gonna say I'll keep it short and sweet. Suns in five. I don't think without uh, without Paul George. Yeah, I know Kawhi. I know that team's deep. I know everything else. But when Kevin Durant's been on the court, the Suns have been damn near. Well, they have they haven't lost, and they've looked damn near unbeatable. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm going Suns in five. That's that's a bolder pick. It might go push out longer, but I do think. Oh, I got to change this up on here. I do think that the uh, I do think the Suns could run away with this.
3: Is there a chance Paul George returns at any point in this series? Later, I think. Later, possibly maybe though. Later. Maybe they said like, yeah. no one sure yet. I'm gonna go Suns and six. Uh, I like the Suns a lot to have a deep run in this playoffs. I think they're a great team. I think they're built great, and it's so tough for teams to defend Devin Booker and Kevin Durant when they're getting fed by Chris Paul. I mean, that's just it. Just. Simple-minded, it's just just difficult, even if you don't have the guys. The Clippers, they've are fun. they been a fun team this year, but defense has really, really hurt them, especially towards the end of the year. And obviously losing Paul George, who's not only one of their best overall players, one of the best defenders, it's tough. Because then what, you're playing Eric Gordon, you're playing Nick Batum. Like, too many minutes in a playoff series, those guys are good. Like, Powell's not covering anyone. Like, they're good players, not really great defenders. But I think the Clippers have a lot of guys who can get hot, Offensively, I think they have a lot of guys who could get hot offensively. Eric Gordon can be a microwave when he wants to. Norman Powell mm-hmm. is the definition of a guy who could get hot. And let's not forget, they have Kawhi Leonard, who already took a team when he took the Raptors and beat an even better Kevin Durant team. In the like, Kawhi Leonard's a great player, Kawhi, awesome. Kawhi Leonard's a fantastic player. There's really no challenge too big for him. He's the best, probably, defender in this entire series. He's an incredible shot maker as well when he needs to be. And he always takes it up to another notch in the playoffs. So I think Kawhi alone may be able to steal the game. Westbrook's going to have an emotional game where he puts up a ridiculous 20, you know, 18. The Westbrook-KD thing people. is
2: not its not the main thing, but it's a hilarious subplot. It's absolutely oh, it's a awesome.
3: hilarious subplot. But at the end of the day, I think the Suns are just too talented. I like the way the Clippers are built. I said it at the beginning of the year, they're one of the deepest rosters. I think that's a big thing when it comes to the playoffs. If Paul George was healthy, probably completely different, to be honest with you. I would almost lean the Clippers and maybe like what would be an upset in like a you know six seven game series. Suns just have too many options right now, and we've seen yep. a very small sample size of Durant Booker on the court at the same time. But I'll tell you what, the results have been damn near perfect. So yep. I'll take I'll take the Suns. I've seen enough from them, uh, probably six games. I'll give the Clippers two games. Maybe Paul George comes back at the end of the series and they steal one there. And maybe I think Kawhi just has one of those games where. He gets it.
0: I'm going sons and seven. I think it's going to be a more hard fought battle than people are anticipating. I think if there's one guy in the world that could probably try and succeed at some points in a series to give Kevin Durant fits, it's Kawhi Leonard. Um, and Steve, you brought up the biggest thing. Um, I'm huge on depth, especially in the playoffs. I think the Suns have zilch. I just – I hate the Suns' reserves. I don't really think – you know, campaign has been a very solid player for them throughout this kind of core that they've had the last three or four years. But, I mean, he's really their only guy off the bench who is serviceable and has proven to be serviceable in playoff matchups – so, and, and, and like you said with Paul George, if if Paul George was in the series, I'd be taking the Clippers
3: in seven. Yeah, I think it's a real conversation that Paul George is healthy. Sure. I will say, yeah. Dunny, that when Durant was hurt, when Booker was hurt, guys like Akogi, Torrey Craig did step up a little bit. And I think that mm-hmm. will help the Suns a little bit with the depth. But I think you're right. If we're comparing the Clippers think, to the Suns' yeah. depth, it, it's Clippers up here, Suns down here. But that's the biggest thing we've been saying about the Clippers all year. They have probably the best depth in the NBA. Yep. They have yeah, depth I in every single position.
0: Yep. I, I don't think that those guys think, are bad players either. And I think is Torrey Craig starting with for them now? He has. Been. And my uh, thing, he has before, been. My We're, thing about yeah. the playoffs no. too is I don't depth
2: doesn't matter to me as much in the playoffs because I'd rather have you play a seven eight man rotation once we're getting down to the nitty gritty mm-hmm. anyway. So like you're nine and 10, man, they're good. Cool. But I don't even really want to see you anyway. So like, like if it was right. me, like I'd be one of those coaches that just plays six, seven guys and just like, Hey, I want you on the court for 44 minutes in our mm-hmm. biggest game. And so that's why for the Suns, for me, it's like, okay. Like when you cut it down to those guys, it's easy. It's the rant and Booker. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. there's only one duo in the league that can match up to them. It's, Dun- it's on. It's in Dunny City. There, those two guys, literally the only other two that can match up to it at this point. Maybe someday Mobley and Mitchell. That's my dream.
0: I, I also think too. I know. I'm glad you said it's it's Durant and Booker because I've seen some takes where people think that DeAndre Ayton's going to dominate the series. People do not give Zubak enough credit, man. No, he is a very solid, very good. Run of the mill guy, right? seven foot center, like he yeah. he's gonna bang with Aiden all series, and, mm-hmm. and Aiden does Aiden shies away when he when people get physical with him. I think Aiden's one of the most ta- one of the more talented fives that we have in this league. But like let's let's not let's not group him in with Booker and KD for the reason that you know they could this series could get it's out of hand, bro. Good yeah. luck Clippers. Like I know you have Kawhi, but good
2: luck having. To deal with both those guys. And that's the thing we were talking about. If Paul George is here. It's perfect. It's it's literally what you dream of in a first round series. If Paul George is here. Without mm-hmm. that, there's a mismatch on the court at all times if those guys right. are playing 35 minutes.
3: And and I wow. think, too, you brought up Zubac, Dunny, right? Like the Suns just have eight and they got Bianbo, too, but they just have eight. After Zubak, they got Plumley. That was a sneaky ad that the Clippers did Plumley. That, awesome. yeah. that kind of helps too because now you don't have to rely on Zubak for 35 minutes. You can mm. play him upper 20s and play Plumley. Plumley's right been solid for them 20 too. minutes. And Plumley was solid before the deal, and he was solid after the deal too. Plumley stepped up pretty big time this year. I think them having that where they can rotate in Zubak and Plumley to just match if, if Phoenix wants to go with size down low. It works. It's just the big thing for me is just no Paul George really hurts this team.
0: Yeah, it sucks. All right, boys. We
2: got yeah, we to finish made up it here. No, we got we to gotta do one more thing before we leave, before the playoffs start. We got to get them on record. All right, I'll, I'll start. I'll take the pressure off of you
0: guys. Yes. What was this? What was this uh, uh, This epiphany? This, epiphany, this miracle that you saw on the lake? What honey, did honey, see? honey I'm just going to warn you.
2: It's not going to make you happy. I'm just going to give I you figured. the warning. I figured either Talks of you guys picked for a reason happy. It will Just... make you happy for a little bit because it will, it will be in Boston TD Garden. This is what oh, I saw.
3: Fuck, Game man.
2: seven. I saw the drama, a beautiful series. I saw Confetti falling, and I saw Kevin Durant holding the finals MVP oh. and the trophy at the same time. And <laughs> I think the Suns will beat the Celtics in seven games. Suns over Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, as you guys seem to have caught on to. And uh Celtics over bucks in five games I think I think the yeah. Celtics will be cruising sorry Dunny it's just I don't I don't know it just literally I'll just walk in and it's it's what came to me and it's just
0: a rant here I think if that if that happens the way you just laid it out <laughs> 13 <laughs> year old me will die a fiery death <laughs> Somewhere, so I if said I, it was not going to make me happy. I knew
2: it wasn't, but I don't this know, I don't pr- present,
0: my- <laughs> present day me will die a fiery death as well. But younger teenage Dunny, if he had to watch Kevin Durant hoist the the trophy in the TD Garden, man, I would. I really but hope seven that's not games, Steve. Time. All right, Steve's going to shoot
3: me down right now too. Well, Steve, <laughs> I know it, bro. It. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, I think you guys know the matchup. I think you know the matchup. I didn't have an epiphany, but I, I, you know, I did. This is one of my favorite matchups. I've already bet it both ways. I've got Phoenix Suns against the Boston Celtics. I think the Celtics have a nice road in the East, really especially hard. now. I think a cakewalk against the Hawks, right? And then the Celtics play either Philly or Brooklyn. They'll Spank either of them. I don't care. Meanwhile, you got Milwaukee. It's got an easy first round, but you got the Cavs next. Beat up on each other, maybe, and then Cavs Milwaukee, which I think will be a that's going really, to really I good think, series. I do. I think that's a really, point. really good series. That's a physical series. So either way, I think the Celtics get through the East. I think they match up well against the Bucks. Bucks kind of like Jake said, maybe not in five, but I think they get to the finals again. Suns to me. They just, they've shown me, once they got Durant and him and Booker on the same time, it's just too hard for teams to defend against them. You need two players. You need—you really need two guys to stop. And the only other team in the NBA who has a 1A, 1B like Booker and Durant is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And I'll say this, Tony. I'll say this because I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. There's no fan base. There's no fan base in the world that's more spoiled than damn Boston. Stupid Boston. The Boston Bruins got the damn points record. They got the win record. They're probably going to win the Stanley Cup in 16 games. I don't even know if that team knows how to lose at this point. And the Boston Celtics, who have built one of the best teams in the league, with probably the best guard depth I think we've seen from a team in a long time. And I say this all the time. College basketball, NBA, WNBA, does not matter. Guard depth is the key for me. You've got to have guard depth. And the one big red flag for the Phoenix Suns is they have no bench. And I'll tell you what, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker are not Ironmen. So I hate this. I'm going to eat my words. I hate it. I'm going to throw up, but the Celtics are going to get redemption. I think the Celtics, this is the year that they get the championship. And for Dunny, there would be no sweeter feeling than the Boston Celtics getting the NBA championship with not Mr. Tatum, but Mr. Oh, he should have been traded for Kevin Durant. Jalen Brown winning the finals MVP Mm. over the Phoenix Suns with the player that people thought Jalen Brown should have been traded for. So I'm taking the Celtics over the Phoenix Suns. And guess what? Seven games. Because it's got to be. It's got to be. It's seven. Oh, listen. If, that's, if that's the final series, it's going seven by hook or by crook. Seven games. I'm taking the Celtics for redemption. I've seen enough. They have everything I like. They play good defense. They have two superstars that you can rely on, and they have the best guard depth in the NBA. Well, you got that. Hold on. You got hold, on hold on. Hold on. Hold on.
2: You said two superstars? They got Derek White. That's a uh, third
3: superstar. All right. That's fair. That's fair. But I'm saying, (laughs) (laughs) you see, now Duddy's all hyped up. Fire me up, Steve. But here's the thing. I think I really do. I truly believe. I'm not saying this. I told you I bet it both ways. So when the series happens, I'm not going to be miserable one way or another. But I truly believe that I think the reason that puts the Celtics over the Suns, if it is in an NBA final scenario, six, seven game series, is that depth we talked about. I trust the Celtics bench. A million times more than I trust the Phoenix Suns, and they're the only team in the NBA that I think has that one A one B scoring combo that can match up with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Mm. So give me give me J- Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to get redemption. Go ahead, Dunny. Say the Celtics are going to win two. It's over. Who, who is it against? Pick whoever the, you want. Pick who pick whoever you want. The That's the real drama for Donny. I <laughs> oh, so I picked the blue in the first round. <laughs> he, he got
1: needs... him in the
0: finals. Let's we're getting get real reduction. revenge. He needs the revenge. I'm, none you of this Phoenix Suns blood. bullshit. <laughs> we're, we're dragging Curry back into <laughs> the TD Garden. <laughs> and we, we are we are getting what is rightfully ours. Okay. Draymond is gonna put up career low numbers in a series against the Boston Celtics. And the Celtics will win in six, and they will win the NBA championship against the Golden State Warriors. Book it.
3: I'll tell you what. If Celtics and the Bruins win championships here, I'm not talking to Donnie. I Bruins. did play.
0: I played. So bets. So, I didn't. I, I didn't, it's didn't not have to. Take it the summer off. I will be insufferable. I'll probably get fired by train wreck sports.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did not place any winning. Only play I based to win a championship was the Cavs. Cause obviously their but odds are outrageous. Plus like 4,600. It. Like yeah, I put got $2 it. today. Got it's us. like the win 98 or something ridiculous. But I do have the, I have that Celtic Suns matchup. So Donnie, once they get, there i'm not against them that's what i did for you I'll, I'll, I'll switch over just like before but i also have a bruins
0: oilers matchup which i will be rooting for Ooh, very heavily. i like that, that
2: is, that's my that is what i think's coming
0: all right folks you you just said, yeah well, there's I, the
2: nhl pick too baby yeah we give you
3: everything here I hate, yes, I, hate sir. I hate that Boston's probably gonna get too much championships. <laughs> Makes me sick.
0: Title Town,
3: baby. <laughs> I'm blogging off. Just have to we, just you have picked to them. And you picked them. Yeah, I know what I picked
2: them. You, you could have picked